you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at LAist.com events. Studios. This wall, it's like a movie trailer of black history broken down into visualizations of illustration work. So when people walk down this whole path, it tells a story. But it's time for something that's gonna be revived. It's like breathing life back into somebody who slowly going away. This is How to LA. I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. When you see the wall, it needs to be redone again, right? There's been a lot of wear and tear. Today, we're hanging out with Erica Washington, who wrote all about this mural and really about the Crenshaw neighborhood and the changes. In 2001, this arts collective group, Rocking the Nation, decided to create a mural. It's a Black history timeline called Armadi Contribution. That's what exists there now. The artists who did the mural are going to come back and do a new mural. It's going to be called Arsaka Continues. They're going to build like a parklet over there and they're going to change the stairs and they're going to do the mural all over again so it can be preserved better. So I feel like most people have a story about Crenshaw. Like I grew up going to Crenshaw Mall, right? It was near West Adams. It's next to Lamar Park. So it was the first place you would go to buy like my uniforms and and figure out all that stuff. And so I was I grew up with the Crenshaw district in, in mind and in heart. What was your relationship like with Crenshaw maybe as a kid or, or now as an adult? Yeah, so back in the days, You know the Lakers legend, Magic Johnson, right? So he -hmm. had this dream to build these multiplexes, these theaters all over the nation, catering to African-Americans, to black people. The first multiplex was actually in Crenshaw. Oh, fun fact. Yeah, and that was a theater that me and my mom used to go to all the time when I was a kid. But another thing I remember is this wall. It's this 780-feet Black History timeline. So let's just start off with an overall review of what you reported on, you know, concentrating on the mural and destination Crenshaw, which people might not know what it is. Yes. So right now, the city and a nonprofit called Destination Crenshaw, they are working on rebuilding the Crenshaw district after years of disinvestment from the city. Part of this redevelopment is the Crenshaw Wall. So this is a wall, if you ever watched Boys in the Hood, you might have seen this wall. It's been around since the 1960s, 1970s. It was kind of like a guerrilla movement when it first started, you know, people just painting over other people's things. Gang members would tag. I think the thing that stuck out to me the most was how proud the artist was of the actual mural. He and the other artists studied black history and took their time to research and, and learn all the things that's on the wall. When you see the wall, you'll see that. 
All right, Brian, we're here at the wall with the artist. This is King Create. You're here live and direct at the Crenshaw Wall in South LA between 48th and 54th Street. So you go by Create, not really your name, Eric. Well, you know, it's like entertainers, like in the art world, I'm known as Create because that's what I've been going by through many a years. So we could take a walk down there and then I could probably talk about a little bit more. Yeah, let's do that. So right now, we in the section where it says in the beginning. And in the beginning, talks about the creation of how throughout the universe, energy was already in motion. When life was given, civilization started in the continent of Akibulan, what they now known as Africa. A lot of time when people look at black history, they look at it like real small on the surface of we started as coming from Africa and we ended up here as slaves. But our ancestors are the original people of the planet Earth. That's why maybe there's a black woman blowing like life. You got it absolutely right. Mother Nature, which is the woman we see on the wall with the locks. She's blowing life into the world. And these doves represent peace coming from the breath of life, breathing in peace and civilization. Can you describe what the wall looked like before you guys started painting? So let me tell you a little bit about the history of this wall. I have made contact with some of the elders who painted this wall way before us. They was telling us in the 60s that this wall was a blank wall with nothing but gang writing all over the wall, people vandalizing it. These gentlemen that I've met said they went to Crenshaw High School and they was given the, the green light to go ahead and do murals back then. They was doing pictures of musicians at the time, well-known community activists. People would bring their cars and park by the wall with lowriders, music videos shot here, movies, documentaries, photo shoots. From the beginning all the way there, all the way to the very end. Nothing but just aerosol artwork back then. But let me say this, at that time, it wasn't like a mural such as what you see now. It was more everybody doing whatever they wanted to do. They was putting up like Slick and Risky had a crew called the Aerosolics. So they did a piece that said Happy Holidays. It was around the time of the holidays. So they did uh, this character called Father Time with the, with the hourglass with sand pouring through it. Another major piece that was done by them on here uh, was called To Live and Die in L.A. It was a picture of a chrome robotic lady with the California scenery of the beach with the water in the background with her hair blowing in the wind, but they were showing the good and the bad. And so on the part to where it said to die in LA, at that time in 1987, with the crack epidemic, a lot of people was using drugs heavy back then, like in the communities. So Slick did the picture of the crack valve with the rock cocaine in it, showing the, the daytime scenery of having fun at the beach and then the street life of people living that lifestyle. How do you remember all of this? Um, I got a good memory, you know, and then plus I'm the kind of person where whenever something means a lot to me, I process it and it goes into my memory bank, into my treasure chest, my, my vault. And, and whenever I need to unlock it, then I unleash it into the world. Okay, so now we in the segment of the wall where we looking at the pyramids of what people would call ancient Kemet known as Egypt. You see the, the pyramids, the obelisk right here. 
different flags on the wall of different parts of Africa, historic flag with historic symbols. You said you had to do your research and, and history because you're not taught this in schools, right? Tell me about that process because I, I felt that deeply um, in my own history in this country or in Mexico, but tell me about your experience of having to navigate. There's so much context out there that people don't know about, and I want to share it with the world. Well, that's a good question that you ask. A lot of us, we come out of a time period where it was real hip and cool to have knowledge itself, to study about our roots and our culture. Truth be told, we did go and say, you know what? We want to make sure we come with facts. We don't want to start out having watered down history. There's people who almost cried when they came and talked to us about this wall. And we the artists, we looking like, man, is it that serious? Here's a testimony. The bus was driving by one day and the bus driver stopped the bus in the middle of the street with traffic still coming. He made everybody stop, so it was a long line of cars. And he up here talking to us about, hey man, I love this wall, man. I brought my kids over here to see this wall, man. And he was so pumped up, cars started honking the horn at him to pull, and he still kept talking. We were like, hey man, you got a traffic build up. So he said, all right, man, thumbs up, and he pulled off. Even while we was painting, they would park their cars, get out, and they would say, hey man, congratulations, thank you for coming to beautify the community. It took us a year because of we was coming out of our own pockets with buying materials, even though we was getting donations from people. You know, whatever little paint they could give us, everything was appreciated at the time. You've been around here for 50 years, right? And this wall has been here for 50 years. And you know Crenshaw. So when you think about all the things that have changed and all the redevelopments and all of that, why is this wall so important to Crenshaw District? Well, this is important to the Crenshaw District because this is something that many people pass back and forth going north and south throughout the day looking at this. This is something like way more important than just a billboard. I think actually it's time to have something new. You know, maybe it was good that this stuff did start peeling. Because now, imagine we did this way back in 2000, 2001. We in 2023, a lot of us was in our early 20s back then. Now a lot of us is in our 50s now. The new mural would be almost similar to what we see now, but a little bit more different. Uh, the way we're going to display it would be a little different. Uh, some things that we didn't put in there would be added into it. So that's why we call this Mirror the Saga Continues. This is going to be something where people could bring their kids over here to learn. This is going to be a, a visual therapy for people to process this and then take it in and Inhale, exhale, and say, wow, man, this is something that they've been really needing for so many years. We'll get more into that after the break. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Pindarvis Harshaw, host of the Right Nowish podcast. Every week, I talk to the people who are creating art and culture and spreading it to the universe. As an artist, you always meet yourself. Every year, you're a different person. Essentially, we normalize a space where you can show up as your authentic self. Check out Right Nowish 
rooted in California's Bay Area, speaking to you. It's so many people of color, so many queer people. It's like I'm being celebrated in my fullness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Alliance has a new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We Are Where We Eat will go behind the scenes of some of your favorite L.A. restaurants to find out how and why they do what they do. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for the first event where we'll explore how restaurants help make a neighborhood and we'll all have something delicious to eat afterwards. It's May 22nd at the Crawford. Get your tickets now at LAS.com slash events. You're listening to How to L.A. I'm Brian De Los Santos. And I'm Erica Washington. When you first saw the mural as it stands now, what kind of like stood out for you? That's a really good question. I think I gravitate towards the Black women panthers, Black panthers, on the wall with their fist raised because it's such an empowering symbol of being proud to be Black. The Black population in Los Angeles County has dwindled by a lot. It's under 8%. And it's been decreasing since the 90s. So black people are actually moving inland to San Bernardino County and Antelope Valley and even outside of the whole state, like to the south. The redevelopment of Crenshaw is so important to not only the Crenshaw District, but also to Los Angeles. Let's talk about what's happening at this moment, because... I feel like when I read your article, you wrote this word disinvestment. And for the Crenshaw District, it was disenfranchised for so much time. What's happening now with these plans to invest in this community? So I talked to the city council member, Marquise Harris Dawson. He is the council member for District 8. He held a meeting with other black leaders in L.A. brainstorming how to redevelop the Crenshaw District. They thought of Harlem. Now, everybody Mm. across the nation knows about Harlem, right? It is a hub of black culture and arts. It has been that way for 100 years. That's what they're looking at as a model for what they want. This open air museum full of sculptures, parklets and trees and just places for people to congregate. That's what they're looking at. So many people who live in L.A. or have roots here, like yourself, you know, know that Cranshaw, Lamert Park, Baldwin Hills, and parts of South L.A. have these strong Black communities, right? Leaders, it is activism, it is businesses. Is anything changing for Black Angelinos, as you noted, the infrastructure, the K-line, the businesses, the new apartments being built, all of that investment? Do you feel like folks are kind of... Worried? Yes, people are worried. I talked to several community members about their concerns when it comes to property values rising and developers looking into the area and pushing them out, potentially. The Crenshaw District has gone through so many changes over the years. I mean, you have the 1992 L.A. uprisings, a pivotal moment for Crenshaw and South L.A., There was also the Northridge earthquake in 1994 that caused a lot of destruction. So over the years, over the decades since then, there's been many redevelopment efforts. You know, gentrification is real. Home values have doubled, right? 
I talked to community members. I've talked to several people in Crenshaw District, and a lot of people are concerned about getting pushed out. You have investors seeing all the money-rich opportunities here, and then guess what? You also have the Olympics coming, mm-hmm. too. There's been this, like, tension between, you know, local community investment and corporate developers, some that are not even from the area. We've seen that with the Baldwin Hills Plaza, you know, with a New York developer buying that out. So people are worried about the future of the Crenshaw District and Lamert Park and other areas that have been uh, very important for the Black community throughout the decades. But this wall, like I said before, has been here in the community since 1970. Walls don't go away. That is a cultural staple. And there could be a really good opportunity for this wall to serve as a place that people can feel pride in and people can gather and see it as a museum. Special thanks to Erica Washington, who reported this story with us. And another special thanks to King Create, who showed us a piece of his mural and his world, really. You can find more of my work on Instagram at K-I-N-G, King, underscore, C-R-E, number eight, King, underscore, Create. That's where you can find more of my work and content. I'm out. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and share it to someone who might want to know more about L.A. This episode was produced by Evan Jacoby. Our other team members are Monica Bushman, Victoria Alejandro, Megan Botel, and Erica Washington. Tune in tomorrow to hear the first part of a three-part series in Perfect Paradise, Nuri and the Secret Tapes. That's hosted by my friend and colleague, Antonia Cerejido. And you'll hear from Nuri Martinez herself after a whole year of silence. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.